Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 153. And today, we're going to be talking about three things you need to know about partnerships. If you're thinking of forming a partnership, or maybe you aren't now, but maybe in the future, and we're going to talk about the good and the bad. We'll talk about the advantages, the disadvantages, the different types, just some important things to consider when going down this path. All right, so that's what we're going to be talking about. Now, before we do jump into those three things and this topic, what I wanted to do is first off say welcome back and thank you so much for hanging out with me again today. You guys all know, you longtime listeners that is, that I genuinely love getting on here and just hanging out, right? I like to hang out with you guys um, like we're sitting around that coffee table just talking Amazon FBA, private labeling, business stuff, mindset stuff, all that stuff that I get pumped up about. So I want to thank you for uh, showing up again and listening to the podcast. Now, if you're brand new and you are just kind of dabbling in this private label thingy, uh, you can uh, learn more about the whole process uh, through a free workshop that I do. It's a live workshop that I do. You can register for that totally free, and uh, the link to that is theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop, and here's how it works. I get on that workshop. I lead you through the five phases for picking a product, picking a supplier, for launching your product, doing a promotion for your product, and everything in between, and we go through that. Then we also do live Q&A on that particular workshop. These are live, these are done by me, and uh, yeah, would love to have you come join me, and even if you have attended one in the past, you can come back and attend another one and hang out, and you might learn something new, and you might want to just stick around for the live Q&A. I have a lot of people that say, Scott, this is my fifth workshop with you. I just learn something every time, and I like hanging out, and I also like to uh, ask some questions at the end. So you're more than welcome to come by. Uh, again, that is the amazingseller.com forward slash workshop. You can register for an upcoming one there. All right. So with that all being said and letting you guys know that I really am excited that you're here, let's talk about this, this thing here, partnerships, right? This, this thing that I've gotten a lot of questions from the listeners and just emails and comments and all of that. Uh, so I wanted to address it. So the very first thing you need to ask yourself is, why do you need one? Like, why do you need a partnership? All right. So there's a few different reasons, actually a bunch of different reasons you could be, uh, you know, thinking about this. And, you know, these are some of the advantages of having a partnership. Number one, money, right? When you're starting in this business, especially, you know, a physical product business, it takes money to get started. You know, and I get a lot of people that say, Scott, how much does it cost to get started? How much, how much can I, you know, expect to, to spend when I'm first starting? And there's really no, like, you know, cut and dry answer. There's not just like, oh, just, you know, $5,000 and you'll be up and running. You'll be making $10,000 a month. You know, I'm not here to say that. Um, but what I am saying is that if you have some money in the beginning to start with, then, or, you know, I should say more money to start with, it does help you speed up the process a little bit because you can order more product. And when you order more product, you're able to do more promotions with it. You're able to ramp up the pay-per-click more. So it really can get the ball rolling. But in the same breath, you might only have a limited amount of money that you're going to spend to start the business. And I want to kind of back up here, you know, maybe take a time out for a second. But you know, this here, this type of physical product business, it is a business. I keep saying business. Now, can you, you know, say, well, I want this to just be like a little extra cash business, you know? Yes, it can, but it's still going to have business components to it. 
You know, it's, it's like, you know, if you just want to sell some stuff and make a little bit of extra money, you can do that on eBay, right? You can buy some used stuff and put it up on eBay or, uh, you know, you can do that on, uh, on Amazon too. You can do retail arbitrage, but it's still, you're going to need some business stuff to do that. But yeah, you can kind of just do it as a little side hustle. You, you, you totally can. And I'm not saying that you can't, but I think that whenever you're going in this, you know, into, you know, this type of, uh, venture, you want to think of it and treat it as a business. All right. So when, you know, you're thinking about starting a business, usually take some money to start a business, whether it's, you know, even a, even a digital products business, you're buying a website, you're buying a domain name, uh, you're, you know, you're uh, buying a, you know, maybe a Aweber for your email capture. You know, there's money that it's going to take to start a business. All right. And I know I'm kind of going a little bit off track here, but I really need to, because, you know, when you're starting anything and you're going after trying to make money with it, you are going to have to put money into it. It's just how much can you put into it? So what a lot of people say is, well, if I can take my thousand dollars and my, my buddy's thousand dollars, we put it together. Now we got $2,000, but then you're splitting the money as well, right? So you have to think to yourself, do I want to start slower and then just gradually build myself up, but not have that 50, 50 partner or do I want to be able to bring that money in faster so I can start faster and, and then have to split the money? That's, that's totally your call, okay? But the advantages are you are able to most likely have more money to start with, okay? Or you can say, well, down the line, I want to add more products and maybe I'll have someone just invest into a product and now you're going to split it on just that product, okay? But that's one of the advantages of having a partner, right? You guys can pool your money together, the other advantage, and this is a pretty big advantage, is you can split up the workload. You can divide it up. Now, I would suggest don't just go into a partnership with kind of like equal talents. I would say you want to go in with if someone is, you know, more or less like, you know, the money, you know, the money person and the other person is like the tactical and the business side of things person. Well, that's okay. You can have that. Um, you know, you might not want to do a 50-50 split on that. You might want to do something else, but you, you get, you see what I'm saying, right? But if you guys have equal talents, you know, you can make that work because you can split them up still, but it's nicer if you have someone that you know is a graphic designer so they can take care of all your graphic stuff and then you're more on the business side of thing. You can do the accounting. You can do maybe even the product research and all that stuff, right? So you can kind of, you know, divide that type of stuff up. I have someone right now. Um, actually Scott Thomas, Scott, if you're listening, you're doing a great job, by the way. Um, he's one of our students in the private label classroom and uh, him and his brother went into business together and, um, you know, his brother is, you know, really good at like social media and kind of like that whole side of the business. And, you know, Scott is more of the guy that's going to do the inner workings in the Amazon space. So, you know, his brother's more like the outside guy and he's more or less the inside guy. So that works. Um, but Again, he's still splitting the money now 50-50, but it's worth it to him because they feel like they can scale it bigger and faster and all that stuff, right? So breaking up the workload and dividing that up, that is an advantage, okay? Now, the other thing is, is it'll allow you, this is another advantage, is being able to then reach out and get more connections. So little story here, and this doesn't have anything to do with Amazon, but again, about partnerships. My father had a construction business. Now, if you'd listen to my story in episode 125, I kind of go down, you know, the entire path that I've I've taken since I was 19 years old all the way up till now I'm 43 from the time I'm recording this and kind of like working for my father for those years in the beginning watching him grow from just him and his him and his uh you know 
partner at, you know, he was his partner for 20 years, but someone that he was working with at the time said, Hey, you want to make some extra money on the weekends? Yeah, let's go over and start this little side gig. They did that. They grew it into a company. And then from that two person company brought on me and then a few other people. And then we grew that into, you know, a pretty large company that was doing pretty good revenue, but there was a lot of problems within that partnership. Okay. But my point was, and the reason why I got went down that rabbit hole was because my father went and partnered with him because he had connections with manufacturers in the window business. So understand what I'm saying there. My father was the guy that could build things and could, you know, he was good at remodeling and he was good at just all of that, like, you know, all of that type of construction work. This guy was very, very... Um, not that handy, but he had connections, but he still actually worked alongside my father doing the inside work, let's say. And then my father was the outside work guy. Um, but you see what I'm saying? Like there was a connection there. That's the only reason why my father went in partnerships or a partnership with him is because of the connection that he had in the manufacturing of the windows, because then they could get windows at a lot less money. They can put them in, make more money. But if my father was to just go into, you know, you know, like a, uh, at the time they didn't have like Lowe's and Home Depot, but if you went in a place like that, he'd have to pay like retail for that in a sense. And then, you know, you wouldn't have that markup, but you get what I'm saying, right? If you have connections, if someone that you want to go in partnership with has a connection that, you know, can bring really a lot of value to the company, well, then that's, you know, that can work, right? So that's another reason. That's another advantage of having a partner. The other, you know, advantage is you lessen your risk, Right. You you go ahead and and you both go into this thing with half your money and half their money, let's say. And you're you're uh, you know, you're not taking on all the risk. If something happens, you kind of, you know, you don't lose all of what you had invested into it. I mean, yeah, of course, this is like your little baby. Right. You're going to try to take care of it. You want to make sure it grows. You want to nurture it and all that stuff. But you don't have all of the risk lying on your shoulders. And I think a lot of times people want to do a partnership because they don't want to feel like if I go in here and I can't do this or I can't handle it, um, I won't have to basically feel as though it was all my fault. And I'm not saying that's for everyone, but a lot of times, you know, there's a little, a little guy on your shoulder that might be saying like, well, if you go in with a partnership with someone, it won't be all your fault if it doesn't work. And, you know, this way here, you, you don't have to feel like it's all on your shoulders. All right. So the last thing of the advantages that I came up with here on my little list here is um, the other thing is, is responsibility, right? So it's not all your responsibility. So you don't have to do all the work, right? And, you know, if you want to delegate something to each other and then you can delegate that again, that's fine. But in the end of the day or at the end of the day, you might say your job is Amazon pay-per-click in our business and you need to know that inside and out. Now, if that, if your partner wants to go out and hire someone to help with that and then obviously confirm it with you, that's fine. But that's their job. You're not going to worry about the pay-per-click side of things. You're going to worry about the product research thing. So then you're going to bring the products that you're researching into the meeting on Friday, let's say, and you're going to say, these are my five products that I think we should launch, right? So you need to understand that there's, uh, you know, you can kind of divide up that responsibility. You can divide up the risk, um, the workload, uh, all of that stuff. So real quickly, the advantages, right? Money. Of course, we can pool our money together. Workload, you can divide up the workload. Connections, again, you know, if you have someone that has connections in China and you don't, well, that's a pretty big deal, right? And that can help you grow this business faster. Um, Lessen your risk and then also lessen your responsibility, all right? So those are your advantages. Now let's talk about the disadvantages. Well, 
I think it's pretty obvious. You have to share the money, right? So if you make a hundred bucks, you got to give 50 to the other person and 50 to yourself, right? So that's the first thing. All right. So, and you know, you got to understand that when you're doing this, you got to think long term. You got to think to yourself, you know, right now we might only be making, you know, $5,000 a month and that's 2,500 bucks a piece that we would be able to pull from the business. But, you know, what happens when it grows to a hundred grand? Well, then you get 50 and they get 50. But if you just would have said, why in the beginning, why do I need a partner? Like I said, in the very beginning of this, ask yourself that question. Why do I need a partner? Why is it? What am I? Is it the money? Is it the sharing of the responsibility? Is it the connection? What is it? And ask yourself, can you get by without that? Or is it going to be necessary for you to have that 100% necessary? Those are the questions you have to ask yourself before you go down this path. All right. So disadvantage sharing the money. Okay. Now the other disadvantage is you have to agree on the growth, right? You have to agree to make these decisions, right? Maybe you're going to grow the business. And in the beginning, you're like, you know what? Let's just get this thing up to like 25,000 a month profit. And we each make, you know, 12, 12, five a piece. That'd be awesome, right? We could leave our jobs and everything is great. Well, now you all of a sudden start growing this business and then maybe you start thinking to yourself, maybe we should maybe X out of here. Maybe we should just sell the business now for 20X. And your partner's like, no, no, I don't want to do that. I want to go ahead and build this business to $100,000 a month now. And you're like, well, I don't really want to do that. I want to. So now you've got a problem, right? So now you have to, you know, settle or you have to have arguments and you have to have extra stress added to your life because you wanted to have this partnership. Again, going back to the reasoning, why do you want the partnership? Why do you need it? Okay. So again, you have to agree on the growth. You have to, you know, you have to agree. Do we sell? Do we not sell? What products to sell? Maybe you've got great products that you think you want to roll out and your partner doesn't. He wants to go in another direction. Right. Um, now I have to say this. It's kind of like a marriage. All right. You have to agree and you have to learn to compromise. Marriage is all about compromising. Okay, anybody that's listening that's married understands that, okay? Now, I've been married for over 21 years now, and we have a great relationship because we do compromise. There's things that, you know, we give and take. We give and take, and that's just like a business. Now, in my father's business, and uh, if my father is listening, hey, Dad, uh, so I uh, <laughs> wanted to just, uh, you know, I know he doesn't mind me talking about this stuff, but it was like a bad marriage for a long time, a long time. I mean, and, and I'll give you an example. This is, the, again, I'm getting a little personal here, but I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm going to do this because I want you to see this is what I seen, okay? Like, my father knew how to run a business, but when he had a partner that didn't know how to run it and just would say, you know what? Screw you. It's part my, it's 50% my business. I can do whatever I want. Here's an example of that, okay? Now, let's just say, for example, uh, you want to hire a new employee, well, that employee just happens to be your daughter, all right? Now, I, I, let's say I was working there. This is a true story, by the way. I was working there for over five years, and I started right at the bottom of the pay scale, and I worked myself up, right? And let's, I'll just give you an example. When, let's say after five years, I was making 15 bucks an hour, okay? And we're going back probably about 15 years now. But let's just say that, right? 15 bucks, pretty good, not bad. And I was working my butt off and I was doing time and a half and working weekends and all that stuff. So I was making a decent living, but I was working myself to death. That's another story. Episode 125 talks about that. But now all of a sudden, my father's partner wants to hire his daughter because, you know, she needs a job. 
So we're going to bring her into the office space. There's not a ton to do in the office. There's some, but there's not a ton. His wife was already working there. My my father's partner's wife was already working there. So she was already on the payroll. And then now we've got the daughter in there. Well, come to find out the daughter was making the exact same money that I was making. And I was working there for five years. So now you got me upset. You got my father upset. But what do you do about it? You don't do anything. You just kind of grin and bear it, right? So because of that, you have all this animosity and stress. And again, partnerships can be great. Partnerships can be really, really bad. So I just want you to really think hard about this if this is the path you want to go down. I just want to bring light to it and let you hear some real life examples. And that's just one example. Uh, there's there's a bunch of other ones, but uh, we're not going to go into them today. But I've just, I've seen it. Um, and I didn't just see it in that business. I've seen it in a lot of businesses. Um, so I just wanted to share that with you. All right. So the other thing is, uh, you know, with the disadvantages is that, you know, you're, uh, you know, your business has to be has to be set up in one person's name in a sense, right? So if you're going to start a business, one of you has to have your seller's account kind of connected to it. You know, you don't just have it like this one central hub. It's got to be connected to to one of you in, in a sense. So that could be a little tricky. I'm not saying you can't have a workaround. It can work, but that's, you know, again, when you usually have a business account, it's going to be also linked up to one of your personal accounts. Um, and then the other disadvantage is investors won't receive, um, you know, a write-off for investing. So for example here is, let's just say, for example, you have a partner. And the reason why I wanted to bring up this, this point, and if it didn't make sense, it will. Let's just say, for example, you have a partner that is just a silent partner, but wants to put in money on a new product coming out. And let's say that they fund that product for 12 grand. Let's say they say, I'm going to give you $12,000 for this brand new product. And now you, the business owner of the company, they're not technically a partner that's going to, uh, um, you know, that that's going to be an active like role in it that's making decisions, but they're a cash partner, right? And maybe they're going to get 30% of whatever, right? Well, your partner, and this might be you, by the way, let me, let me flip that around for a second. Let's say that you see that you, you have your business, it's running fine. And then all of a sudden you see another business that you could start over here. If you can fund it, someone else already has the know-how and everything. And then you're going to give them the money to start it. Here's the disadvantage of that for you as the investor. If I give you $12,000 to put into that company, I don't, I can't write that money off until that inventory has been sold. If that makes sense. Okay. So if I give, let's just make $10,000, if I put $10,000 into that business, I can't go into my accountant and say, I just spent $10,000 on this business I invested in because there hasn't been any type of um, transaction as far as like money received. It's kind of complicated, but my accountant, my CPA um, said, no, you investing in a, in a business does not qualify as a write-off. But yes, of course, if that money now, like, like just say, say for example, that product, it's getting a little confusing, but I'll try to make it make sense or have it make sense. If that product on the shelf sells, okay, and I get my 30% off, I can use that product cost as a write-off for me. The business owner now doesn't because, you know, you see how you're kind of double dipping into that. So you got to be really, you got to understand about it, whether you're going to invest in a company with money or if you are going to 
um, or if you are going to uh, actually have an investor come on. So there's just things that you need to understand there, and that's the disadvantages to me personally, that if you're not just going to go in and be like a 50-50 partner, it's kind of hard uh, because, again, that money that's going in isn't 100% of a write-off, just as it isn't for you. For example, you know, like I've got product that I've already purchased, right? I've got product that I've already purchased. It's here. It's in Amazon FBA. I can't write that off until I sell those products, Right. So you can't just buy inventory and then put it on the shelf and then you know qualify that as a write-off. It doesn't get uh, treated as a write-off until it's been sold, all right? So maybe you didn't even know that. Maybe you know now, but that's the case because what they want to do is, and you know that's what they do when they kind of do like um, you know an audit of all, not a CPA or not a uh, federal tax audit, more of a... Um, you know, you're doing your inventory audit, right? So you need to see how many are on the shelf, how many did you sell, so how much are you actually going to be deducting for, so all of that stuff. So again, getting a little crazy here, but that's another disadvantage of being an investor is that you won't receive the write-off for investing in the business until product has been sold, until you've pulled a 30% or a 40% pull out of that company, if that makes sense. But just understand that it gets a little tricky if you're doing that, all right? So now let's talk about the three different types of partnerships, okay? Number one is a silent partner. You're just purely a money investor, okay? And then you are going to charge an interest. So, you know, you're basically, well, you can do a shareholder thing too, but let's just say that you loan someone $10,000 and you say, uh, you're going to make payments on that money back to me. Or for every item that sells up until I get my money back, I want an extra dollar, Right. So you can say you're going to pay. It's kind of like Shark Tank where, you know, uh, Kevin O'Leary does his little dollar per unit until I get my money back. And then I want 20% of everything after that. So that would be like a silent partner would just be a money investor. That is, that is it. Okay. Number two, you invest in other businesses. And yes, this is less work. But again, you, you do run that problem of not being able to write that money off, which is fine. But only being able to pull money or you know be able to write off money once uh, once the product has been sold. So you could have thirty forty thousand dollars invested in a business, and you're not going to be able to uh, to see anything from that until it starts to generate a profit, and then before you can start seeing your money come back. And it can get a little tricky, right? Because if you're an investor and you got thirty thousand dollars in a company, you don't want to wait ten years to get your thirty grand back. Like you want that to be like the first part of profit that's the first you know starts coming in. You want to get paid back. So like for me personally, that's how I would work it. If I was going to give you 10 grand, I would give you $10,000. But then from there, I would say every bit of profit that comes in, I want to pay towards the 10 grand. And then after that, for the next 10 months, I want a dollar per unit coming to me, everything that sells, you know, something like that. That's how you could work that. I don't have that going on, but that's what I, I you know, I could see happening. Um, the third type is a 50-50 split. So you both put money into the business, you do the same amount of work, and you do a 50-50. You know, that's like the easiest way to do it, right? That is the total, uh, you know, 100% easiest way to do it is just do a 50-50 split. You both come in with the, with the same amount of money. I put in five, you put in five. We divvy up the work, and we go at it. So you have a silent partner that's just a money investor, and you pay interest to them almost like you borrowed the money, and you have some type of agreement as far as how long it takes to pay back the money, 
So in, in a sense, you are a bank and you're just going to collect an interest on that money. Um, so that would be a silent partner. You invest in other businesses. Again, you can invest the money and then you can have that stipulation that says, you know, for every bit of profit, I want 50% of that money that's profit to come back and pay back or pay down the investment. And then once that's done for the next year, I want $1 per, per unit sold to come back to me as part of mine. And then after the 12 months, I'm gone, right? Um, I would rather do that than have someone have to be tied to the business for the rest of the business just for loaning me 10 grand. Um, and then the, the third type is a 50-50 split. And again, I think that makes the most sense if you have someone that you feel as you can collaborate with and you know you can split up the work equally, you get along with and all of that stuff. So you both put in the same amount of money, you both do the same amount of work, you both have the same vision. Again, I think maybe you should sit down and talk about your vision together. Now, just a few important things that I want to bring up if I haven't already mentioned them. I want to mention these again, and these are pretty important to just consider and understand. Number one, know who you are partnering with. Know who it is. What type of person are they? Do you know them? Have they been in partnerships before? Why did they fail? Why did they, you know, like all of these different questions need to be asked. This is a big decision, okay? Now, the other question you want to ask, and like I said in the very beginning, ask yourself the question, why do I need a partner? Why? What is the reasoning? Figure that out and see if you absolutely do need that partner. And then the last thing I want to leave you with is think long and hard about this decision. Write it down. Write down the pros and the cons and then see what makes sense. And you have to look at the person that you're thinking about partnering with as well. You know, whether you're just treating them as a bank and that's that's fine, but then you need to have something in writing by an attorney that says they're going to loan $10,000 to the business and we are going to pay 25% of all profit to that particular investor until that note is satisfied. And then after that, we are going to pay for one year, we are going to pay a dollar per unit of anything that we sell that was purchased with that 10 grand or something like that, okay? It would have to be written up. So hopefully this has opened your eyes and given you some insights on my thoughts of partnerships. And again, I don't want this to sound all bad. I just think it's a big decision especially in business, it's it's like a marriage. Like I said, you're not going to just, uh, you know, go ahead and get married to the first person that you date, right? So you need to know that person really, really well. You need to know their strengths. You need to know what type of work ethic they have, all of that stuff, um, because it can make a huge, huge difference and it can make your life either really good or really, really bad. All right, so let me just give you a little recap here real quick. The advantages are, of course, money. You're able to take your money and put it together and maybe get started a little bit faster, maybe scale a little bit faster. You get to divide up the workload. You get to tap into each other's connections. You can lessen your risk. You can lessen your responsibility. Those are the advantages. The disadvantages, you have to share the money. You have to agree on the growth strategy moving forward. You have to agree Okay, and again, you have to treat this like a marriage. Like I said, you have to compromise when you have a partnership, all right? You have to consider your account. Who's going to put it in their name, okay? Whose account is it going to be in to get the business account uh, going, all right? If you are thinking about investing in someone else's business, 
Well, you need to understand that that's an investment and you probably won't see that money back for a while and also that you're not going to be able to use that as as a tax write-off. And lastly, let's talk about the three different types. We have a silent partner where you're just a money investor. Two, you can invest in other businesses so there's either less or no work at all. And then three, there's a 50-50 split partnership where you both put in the same amount of money and you both pull out the same amount of money and make all those decisions equally. So there you go. There is my take on uh, and what I wanted to share with you on partnerships and everything I think that you need to consider and that you should be thinking about when you're going to go down this road. All right, so that's it, guys. That's going to wrap up this episode. I want to, again, thank you so much for taking time out of your day and uh, spending with me, whether it's in the car, in the plane, on the run, walking your dog, wherever it is. I want to say thank you so much. I also want to remind you, if you have not attended one of my live workshops and you wanted to, or maybe you have and you want to come back and, and join us again, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. You can register for the upcoming one there. All right. So again, that's going to wrap it up. Thank you guys so much. And uh, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you. I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to do me a favor here, guys. You have to what? Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you in the next episode.